0: This is the Apparelist Podcast, designed to bring you real-life conversation about high-level topics relevant to the decorated apparel community. What is up, apparel decorators? Uh, it is absolutely crazy to think that we're sitting here today recording the second to last episode of 2023 November 2023 it feels really weird to say that when we launched this podcast it was with really high hopes that we could provide all of you listeners with expert insight into topics like better company culture implementing sustainability practices and more um i have to be honest with all of you this has wildly exceeded my expectations i i really feel throughout the journey that this podcast has been on that we've covered everything from you know how to determine the best decorating practices how to protect your business from cybersecurity attacks, even how to add hard goods to your services. All of these topics have been so rock solid. And a huge reason why this podcast has done so well is because of our amazing guests, like the guy joining me today. Uh, Y'all know David Clifton, Chief Marketing and Customer Experience Officer at Alpha Broder. He and Alpha Broder have been just awesome partners to work with on this podcast. David and his team have spoken on some of the most important topics decorators need to focus on, And today, of course, that is the case. We're talking about how to close out Q4 with a bang. We'll talk about some basic business practices, but also how holiday orders and corporate programs and things like that all play a role in having a successful end to your year. So welcome back, David.
1: Thank you very much, Cassie. Good to be here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As always. Hey we're we're we love having you guys on this podcast and I have to say um you know finally got to see David again in person at Printing United Expo a few weeks ago in Atlanta. Um always fun to catch up with you guys in person.
1: Yeah, printing I thought Printing United was a fantastic event. We were glad to be there and uh it was awesome. It was uh, pretty incredible to see the uh the scale of that that event and all the machinery and everything else and all the equipment and all the advance and the technology that's going on it's uh it's amazing it's a unique event for us and we're glad to be there and, and glad to be working with you guys so closely um it's a great event though because i mean it really for us it's a different conversation than we normally have because these are not typically in in mass apparel decorators they are decorators of all kinds of products uh signs posters all kind of anything you can print on basically and these guys are all looking for different things to uh to do so um, how to use their equipment, how to expand their equipment. So it touches on a lot of topics we talked about earlier in the year um, about hard goods and different things and just getting those different things into your portfolio as a decorator and expanding your assortment and your reach. It's really cool. And uh, more and more, I mean, the decorators really are, in our view, kind of this window to the world. I mean, we we tend to kind of look at this ASI space and this promo space, but really, I think decorators are obviously play a critical role in facilitating that space, but it's really the tip of the iceberg for what uh, the decorator community uh, does in the market and, and all the, all the things they touch. And it's super exciting for us because most decorators have customers. Most of those customers have customers of their own and they have brands and they want to, they have employees, they have team members. And so all these things uh, touch apparel, touch, uh, hard goods, such all kinds of things that, that decorators can expand and sell more to their customers. So it's really a, a unique opportunity. And we, we love that show. It was our second time to be there. Um, and look forward to it again. It was just, it's really a cool conversation to have. And, and the other thing about decorators is these guys are really creative. They're creative. They're innovative. They're problem solvers. And it's phenomenal to have those discussions with these guys in, in that forum where you're staring at all this equipment, all this machinery, all this technology, and thinking, how do we take this to market? What can we do? How much more can we do? And how can we expand what we're selling to our customers? So we love being in the middle of that. And it's uh, really fun, really cool. So it's a great, great show, great event.
0: Well, I, I love hearing that. And as I was like listening to you talk about that, it, it kind of blew my mind how intertwined the printing industry is and how much Kind of like you were saying, there's so much working together and so many opportunities to grow and expand and explore all these cool new things. Um, I think, you know, one of um, my friends, Carlo Oviedo of uh, Culture Studio, he said something really interesting and profound. I know Carlo well. Yeah. <laughs> I've, been their, I've, been,
1: I've been on their podcast too. They, they, have a, they have a great podcast.
0: They do have a great podcast, don't they? And I'm glad you were able to join it because it is a really good one. Yeah. Um, cool, yeah. yeah he he said something really profound to me. Um, he said when he thinks of, you know, printing United Expo, but trade shows in general, um, th- he said something, there are so many ways to win. And I think that that was, um, Really exemplified at the show. So I, I was really excited yeah, to be able part of that. It's a really a good way to put it. So, it's a really mm-hmm. well, well put. Yeah, it, it was. And that has stuck with me very solidly throughout uh, moving through the, the end of the year. And perhaps that's a good segue into the topic of our conversation. There are so many ways to win. Um, and especially as you think about end of the year planning, going into next year, it's always hard to like future cast and plan, but there, there are a lot of good things decorators can do, right? So, you know, we're already partway through Q4. So David, in your opinion, how can decorators make sure they're closing out the year with success when it comes to all of these final orders, these final things that they need to do to wrap the year?
1: Most of the decorators at this point, if you're going to succeed in Q4, you're already succeeding. You've got your orders lined up, you've been working ahead. Um, We certainly encourage that even, even as early as August and September. Uh, getting into and saying, really, get get getting orders organized ahead of time. We always we all know the peak season in this space, and we're standing in it right now. I'm sure most decorators will be listening to this sometime in late November after they're done working 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But uh, yeah, so I think the, the key is preparation, really, and, and getting ahead of it. And we, you know, we always we obviously encourage that on our side of it um, getting out, talking to your customers ahead of time. Getting those holiday plans, getting those gifting plans organized, and it's a great conversation to have, and it's a good conversation to have in the in the August end of August September time frame, which seems kind of crazy. At least in Texas, it's super hot then, but right now it's like fifty degrees here. So um, you know, it, when it, when the time comes, you need to have already had those conversations to make sure that from a capacity standpoint, and most importantly from a delivery standpoint, you're able to deliver those things. So I mean, it can really um, Everything we do all year long is super important. It's usually event-driven and activity-driven, but nothing kind of more important than that holiday gift or that program that's geared towards a thank you or an appreciation during the holidays. It really loses its steam if it doesn't hit in that window. So I think really preparation is the key. So we should next time, I think, have this holiday session in September. You know, I think it's like, that's when you really want to have the holiday session is is probably last of August or early early September.
0: Yeah. Well, let's go into that then. So we're already in it. We're already totally immersed. Holiday orders are rushing in. So then what's the key to like avoiding burnout or making sure like you, you take it home? Because when I think about like you, you mentioned working 24 hours a day, you know, I mean, it is chaos. It's crazy. It's really easy to sort of um, say, not throw in the towel, so to speak, but might mm-hmm. be really easy to say, you know what, I'm tired. I just can't do it. Like, it's <laughs> too much. I'm burned out. Things, blah, blah, blah. Like, this order falls through the cracks, whatever. H- how do you, you know, mid-season avoid that sort of challenge?
1: Well, I, th- I think, you know, it's hard for one. I mean, it, it, there, there's a, there, there, there are peaks, and, and during these peaks, uh, we, we do... Push put a kind of unnatural capacity or unnatural requirements on capacity that is somewhat finite in these peaks. So you do stretch it. You end up going to more, uh, you know, more hours, uh, more shifts, more, more. You know, you you may run one, two, three shifts a day. That uh, day, you know, may run to a twenty four seven. So I would I would say that you know, it, again, it goes back to preparation. I think you know, you know, in our experience, you know, working with our customers and and watching them, you know, kind of navigate this. It, it does have to do with expanding your, 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 your kind of human capacity during these times yeah. and being ready for that. Um, I also think on the other side of that is, is acknowledging the teams and, and kind of the, the, soft side of acknowledging them and bringing in lunch and bringing in dinner and bringing in things and, and making it more, um, you know, the stress is there and the workload is there, but trying to do things that kind of ease that burden a little bit is always helpful. And trying to, you know, kind of focus on the team during this time and find things. And, and like I said, just acknowledging what's going on and, and the throes of it and the, and the heat of the battle. Um, it can get a little tight and then things get, you know, you know, uh, emotions run high. <laughs> and so I think it's important to take a step back and recognize the team is working really hard. Um, and 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 I also think for that team, you know, managing, managing the workload and managing the orders you're bringing in and keeping it. In a you know somewhat realistic, you know kind of framework is helpful too. But you know burnout. Uh, you know again, I think the way you do that is you, you kind of maybe. I mean, I, we've heard a lot of innovative ideas around shift frameworks. You know, different different people come in. You know, four days, three days a week, work ten hours a day, and then they're off the next four. And then come and kind of just different, just different. I mean, it's like I said, decorators are some of the most creative people I've ever been around. And they are problem solvers and they're constantly trying to figure out. And and probably, you know, the most important asset they have uh, is, their t- is their team, you know, yeah. are the people that are actually working the machines and working the equipment and making sure these things get done. So I think acknowledging that is just key. And, and then, you know, there's just during this period of time, uh, this crunch time, there is, you know, you can't squeeze another five, six hours into 24 we have per day. So it is what it is.
0: I'm wondering, what do you guys do from a supplier perspective? I mean, because it obviously is a busy time for you too, right? Sure. So are, are there any examples that you can share that, you know, you at Alpha Broder practice or things that you all do to sort of like when you're in the throes of it to to sort of ease that or any examples you can give us? Well, yeah, I mean,
1: again, as you guys know, we we moved to, uh, we automated all of our warehouses with uh, Locust Technology, Robotic Technology. Yeah. Um, which, which helps a lot, um, in our in our case, it helps a whole lot with basically managing our, our temporary labor. Historically, during these peak periods of time, you've got to ramp up your, your temp labor and, there's, and, and that creates its own brand of challenges um, yeah. just because you're bringing this group in. So now we can act, literally go get more robots and bring in more robots. And that creates capacity on the floor from a picking standpoint. On the hard goods side of the business, um, you know where there's a production element involved. Um, you know that again, it's kind of the same thing I was just talking about before. It's really understanding your your shift dynamics and your volume dynamics, and kind of just mapping that out ahead of time and getting ahead of it and making sure that you know you're you're planning for you know kind of the the, the workload. And that sounds obvious, but it, but it, it it you know again, it's challenging to do. And as much as you try to forecast it, it can be hard. So I think for us, it's you know on the production side of it with hard goods. It it is a lot more challenging. We certainly feel that we appreciate the pain and the challenge there. So with that, it really is just sort of uh, blocking and tackling, you know, shift management, capacity management, and again, acknowledging those teams and treating them really well and being really kind and being very supportive to those guys as they are, are knocking this stuff out and thanking them for it. I mean, it sounds simple. But at the end of the day, you really can't add another four or five hours to the day. And it is what it is. You've only got so much time and so much window. So it really is about kind of the bucking and tackling and making sure that works. I will say on, on the apparel side of it, the robotics helps us ramp up and down um, a lot more methodically, you know, and just, and again, it's, it's just, a, it's very, um, I, I say simple. I'm not the ops guy, but it, it you know, they, they've got a, they've got a system there that, that allows us to dial this thing up and down which is super helpful. And, and again, reduces our need for that temp labor, which again, I think is is a real challenge, especially for the decorators of the world who really don't, they don't, temp labor is not really an option. You have to have people who know how to operate the machinery. It's super difficult. And that's what I mean. In in that world, it's all about that, that your team that you've got there and that, you know, your commitment to them and their commitment back to you and everyone kind of looking at each other and saying, we got to get through this. And uh, you run the gauntlet and make it happen. So yeah i mean we just try to be especially nice during these times we're nice all the time we, we, we love the team all the time or we're nice to the team all the time but during these times you really want to like go that extra mile
0: right and it really ties back to that whole topic of company culture have you built your company culture in such a way that when things get crazy that's right the team feels supported yeah that's exactly right
1: you you kind of it's kind of like this is the the super bowl this is when yeah. things this is when things really matter and they always matter but this is when you need that team, and you need, and that's, and this is what test culture. You know, cultures get tested during these times, and uh, you, you you can learn a whole lot about your culture and your team during these times. So I think it's a, that is great, good opportunity.
0: Right. Um, so, so shifting gears a little bit. Okay. So obviously, at this stage, I would say the vast vast majority of um, holiday orders and all that stuff have been placed. Right. We're already in the throes of it. They're, that's not a secret. Um, but something fun I was kind of thinking about are, you know, this might be a great opportunity for decorators to throw in those last minute holiday add-ons to sort of promote that they offer these other items. Last time we had our podcast episode, we talked about adding hard goods, Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe a decorators at the stage right now where their customers don't yet realize that, you know, the decorator can do the hard goods can fulfill those promotional um, products orders. So, so this could be a great time to promote. Um, that side of a decorator's business so talking about you know some last minute favorite holiday items that you can quickly add to an order um what are some of your favorites what what do you recommend
1: well I mean the, you know we, we have a bunch of stuff on the hard goods side of our business I and mean, again in, in the in the holiday time it tends to be to, to, to your point I mean of decorators bringing in hard goods I think this is a a, a really good a, a good area to talk about and, and again it's probably like right now is is if you're just doing it now that could be challenging. But um, you know, we we actually sell a bunch of gift sets, you know, that that are you know drinkware and some some you know hats, gloves, things like that that come together on our on the hard good side of the business that that um we think are, that they do really well during this time. And you mentioned you know kitting is a is a huge you know a huge thing. And these things come pre kitted. But mm-hmm. that's an opportunity decorators really have. And we've seen, we actually have seen in the last year, since we've gotten kind of more uh, with, with hard goods on Alphabruder.com and driving them through Alphabruder.com, we've seen a real big uptick in blank hard goods sales um, to decorators. So I think you're, 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 the apparelist is working. We're seeing, uh, we're seeing this happen. We're seeing more and more decorators buying blank hard goods. And, and I think one, one idea would be, and again, it's not too late to do this now, is to you know to have some drinkware products probably the easiest um, uh, from a from a decoration standpoint um, and maybe even from a storage standpoint have a few of those things on hand that you can just sort of say yeah and, and most most decorators have the ability whether it's pad printing or etching to get that onto a drinkware um, and so I think you know it's a great idea to have a few things just sort of stored up that you can you could go to your customers and say have you thought about this um, during this time. Um, and it's also different than apparel. So if you're if you're getting hammered in apparel, can you use some different machinery? That's what I would say. Is like, look at the machinery you've got, and look at what's being occupied during this time, and where the most where, what, what machines are being most occupied, and therefore you know maybe what what machines have some capacity, and then look to some hard good products, whether those are maybe even bags or a backpack or something kind of cool like that. That you can take that you can use your existing machinery to decorate and add that as a as an offering to some of those customers who you haven't heard from yet or that uh, that appear to be behind in the holiday spirit. Um well we like the drink sets because at least on our side, they know a lot of promotional product distributors are buying those from us, obviously for their corporate customers, but um on the decorator side, some have some kidding capacity and, and kidding capabilities, which is great. Um so getting a few of those blank hard goods in there would be good to have on on hand as the uh, holiday season progresses. And some of those are in you know, a little more short lead time, like drinkware or bags that you could kind of turn easily. Um, and again, I, and, and again, some of these hard goods are kind of a little bit harder to to decorate, but I mean, the one thing I like too during this time is to think about, if you're talking to your customers, you know, looking at, you know, everyone, everyone kind of has the holiday window. But I think a window that's available is probably like January, like New Year, like fitness things like that. Like, yeah. what are you what are you doing in the New Year to start the New Year? And, and you know, everyone, a lot of people have holiday cards, but I, I, I mean, listen, our family, we a lot of family and friends, we get tons of holiday cards from people, but I actually like those people who have gone to do the New Year's card.
0: Yeah. They, they
1: don't do the holiday card; they do the New Year's card. So kind of the same thinking here. You could, you know. Think of your customers and, and and especially ones maybe who haven't come through in the holidays. Just reach out and say, hey, what are you doing for your what are you doing for your customers for the new year? And because I think that's really a, a great idea. January is a pretty slow month, typically, mm-hmm. in our space. Uh, we're all at these crazy shows, typically. But there's an opportunity there to use that new year period of time to go out with some cool fitness stuff. Uh, I think that's a great thing. Fitness, maybe technology, too, that are a little bit more progressive heading into the new year. Um, and, uh, you yeah, know, kind of your new year's resolutions, things like that. I'm going to make it happen this year, get your yoga mat and you're all, you're all ready to go. But yeah, so I think that'd be another, another angle on kind of holiday and also another way to not add more to your Q4. If like you have to get it all into Q4, but why not start Q1 off, you know, pretty strong and take that kind of typically, we a pretty slow month, January in our space, um, Go find some opportunity there with a, with some couple of different categories, fitness tech, things like that.
0: Yeah. And that's actually something I really wanted to talk about because we talk about all this preparation for holidays and we got to prepare months in advance. Why not prepare in advance for the new year or the new Q1? Like, like you said, it's no secret that January is a little bit slower. You kind of run into a little lull. How do you best prepare for that? Like, and yeah. I think you know, um, it sounds like decorators should start. I know they're crazy pitching busy, that, but pitch. they should start thinking about it now.
1: Pitching that now. Well, yeah, the guy, the, the guys pitching this are probably not the guys running the machines. So there's plenty, <laughs> plenty of time for you guys who have gotten all these orders in during the year, and you've got you've got your holiday stuff stacked up. You're doing a great job. Uh, I would start looking ahead and let the team get this stuff executed, and look ahead and start adding more stuff to the to the list uh, for January. Yeah, it's a good yeah.
0: opportunity. Yeah. You, you kind of talked about looking at, you know, from maybe from a blanks um, perspective, you know, thinking about like fitness gear or things like that, but maybe from like a business perspective, what are some things that decorators could be evaluating now to really kind of kickstart their new year? Like, it, it, are there any things that they should be paying attention to? Processes, workflow, efficiencies, things like that now that they could, could, could Carry into 2024.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, well, sure. I mean, I think, again, I think, like we talked about, you, I think you discover lots of things during this time, yeah. usually. Um, and I think it would be, it's wise to uh, solve the problem real time, obviously, to address near-term deliverables and things like that. But taking note, if you're seeing, you know, uh, different pressure points in your, in your processes, different things, different things that are kind of things that break down, that you you deal with real time but it probably isn't the, the pure fix you know so i would i would be taking note of how you are performing right now during this time and what can we do again talking about fitness how do you get the business more fit heading into q1 as well how do you how do you start the year off from a business fitness standpoint and thinking in terms of that what is our what is our run rate how are we doing fitness wise what's our heart rate how how are our vitals during this period of time and how do you how do you assess the vitals of your business heading into um kind of the q1 period and, again for better or for worse i mean we we do tend to kind of december and january kind of slow months which is nice because it's it's, it's hard heading into those so but during those times kind of assessing you know again the vitals of the business and yep. where are their weaknesses and where other places we could we could shore up certainly process and product production management and process management always critical, you know, the more and more we're heading and we just hear more and more about print on demand, production on demand. And so things like that, just kind of assessing maybe, you know, where you are from a, from a capability standpoint and, you know, looking at your capabilities and thinking, do I need to, coming off that print United show? Do I need to add stuff? Um, Yeah. I can't imagine running a production shop, going to that and like, you'd be like a kid in a candy store. Like what, what should we buy? But um, you know what? What are there? What are those things out there? And um, and heading into 2024, into you know uh, you know an industry and, and a space that's already kind of quantities per order already coming down, personalization's increasing, production on demand is you know, everyone's talking about it. It's already growing at a, ma- a massive clip. So you know, are you going to participate there? If so, how? Kind of assessing some of those things.
0: Yeah, and I think a great way to do that, like you said, is evaluating at trade shows like Printing United Expo. Are is there equipment here that I can add that brings new opportunities? And evaluating, are there there their business practices that I can tighten and things like that? So lots of questions. It sounds like the decorators should be asking themselves, and then yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: and I thank you guys again. I thought the Printing United, uh, the initial kickoff, the uh, the the kind of keynote kickoff, I thought was really interesting talking about the convergence. We talked about that kind of yeah. the beginning of this, the, the convergence of all these different things and, and, and onto the, into the production world. Um, yeah. And, you know, thinking about where, where do we fit with our existing product machinery, you know, kind of portfolio, what are we missing anything, Are there opportunities out there, kind of assessing that and determining, you know, kind of what, what that would look like again, you know, before we know it, we'll be having the same conversation. About you know, okay. peak periods again, you know, it's spring. I mean, spring is another peak period of time. And, uh, you know, kind of a, it's, it's not quite as crazy as holiday or as pronounced as holiday, but, you know, April and October tends to be, tend to be the two biggest months kind of around, you know, from a buying cycle standpoint. So, um, yeah, it won't be too long for you're kind of considering the, the, those same things in the spring. So now's yeah. the time to think about that.
0: Well, there you go. See, if any decorator out there listening needs like a big takeaway tip from this, it's that you shouldn't just prepare for holiday season. You should prepare for summer season and spring season, all these yeah. peak seasons that we have. Like key is preparation.
1: Absolutely. Without a doubt. That, that is probably the key takeaway. Preparation. Be prepared.
0: Very cool. Well, David, again, thank you so much for joining us uh this month on the Apparelist podcast. Where do decorators need to go to learn more about Alpha Broder and what resources are available?
1: It's all right there. Alphabroder.com, Deco Hub on alphabroder.com is a space specifically for decorators. So, I'd welcome everyone to go there, check it out and uh give some feedback to us, ask some questions, uh provide some input. Please let us know we, we want that to be a a place where decorators can go and learn some things, ask questions, um, and also provide insights. It's one of our favorite things about working with decorators. Um, they are the collaborative nature of decorators is really cool and really unique. And it's it's really neat to see. And we really love seeing how they all work together, even like a pretty united type show, where you just see that you know, they're all talking and they're all trying to just improve the whole thing, they improve the whole deliverable improve the product, make each other smarter, make each other better. It's really cool to see that. So uh, yeah, decohub, check it out, help make it better for us.
0: I cannot agree more. And I myself visit decohub weekly because I love, love seeing what decorators are up to, what they're talking about, what the hot topics are. Um, so that's a really phenomenal resource. Um, we've also got a perilist.com as sort of a similar Um, resource where we are again let's just give decorators a voice y'all are on the front lines we want to hear what you have to say so awesome well that's everything for us today guys thanks david
1: you're welcome great to see you guys again thank you